Hello, are you here? Monsieur, madame? It is the Paul Leslie Hour, and I want to know, are you here, gentle listener? Well, I'll tell you right now, this interview with internationally renowned painter William Buffett was recorded on tape in Nashville, Tennessee. More precisely, the short interview was captured on cassette tape. That tape was then broadcast on radio in 2009. And now you kind folk are able to listen on a variety of platforms, all for free. Our special guest, William Buffett, is an artist whose paintings of New Orleans jazz musicians and tropical and coastal landscapes have been reproduced and made popular around the world. So, you should know William Buffett was born in Lincoln, Nebraska, 1935, graduated from the Art Center College of Design in Southern California, the shores of the Pacific Ocean, picturesque palm trees and glimpses of the sea have always dominated Bill's artwork. And he became interested in New Orleans jazz in his youth. New Orleans jazz players went on to become a lasting subject in his paintings. It is our pleasure to feature this interview with William Buffett, an artistic genius with something to say. Looking at his paintings, you can almost feel the breezes of the ocean or hear the sounds of the jazz bands down in New Orleans. Stay tuned, my friend, for William Buffett's fascinating story. Hey, before we begin, just know that getting interviews like this out there and into the world is an ongoing, seemingly endless effort. You can help give to yourself and to others the gift of stories. Simply visit www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. And in advance, we say thank you. Now, with all that stated, gentlemen and gentle ladies, I say let's listen together to our interview with the great artist, William Buffett. I'm here at Buffett Studio in Nashville, Tennessee, sitting down with painter Mr. William Buffett. Thank you very much for making the time to speak with me. You're welcome, and I appreciate the opportunity. I think most stories are best from the beginning. So, where are you from? Born in Nebraska, but ended up in Southern California just before the war in 1941, and that's where most of my growing up was done at the beach. So what brought you to California? My father was seeking a job. He heard about the weather in California and took a little trip out there, a little pilot trip, and uh, loved it. Brought us all out there, his wife and two children, working in the uh, defense industry. And how did you get interested in the visual arts? From the... Uh, Illustrations of N.C. Wyeth. He illustrated uh, boys' books, and I got a hold of some of those, and uh, that's what I wanted to do. What was it about painting that appealed to you, if you could put a finger on it? It's funny. I can put a finger on it, but I can't put it into words. I just got a big thrill out of uh, copying pictures and drawing. 
What kind of music did you grow up listening to? Swing, what was that? whatever was on the radio, which was swing at the time. And uh, it was a kind of a, in the late 40s and early 50s, it was a little bit of a revival of interest in the New Orleans-style jazz. And when I heard that, that, that uh, pretty much eclipsed everything else. I loved that. You were telling me a story earlier, and I hope you can share this with the listeners, about uh, uh, a concert that you went to see. Yeah, I'll say that was a real uh, epiphany there. I, I went to the Shrine Auditorium in Los Angeles and saw it. They had what they call the Dixieland Jubilee, and they had maybe 10 or 12 bands from around the area. Uh, they were good. They were derivative, but they were good. And uh, the very end of the concert, they brought their featured guest, who was George Lewis and his band from uh, New Orleans. Ooh, I don't know. It was a little bit like the difference between a fine burgundy and a bottle of grapeette, or maybe the difference between mahogany and uh, glossy plastic. It just really hit me. So I'm sitting here right now looking at a, a, a painting of George yeah. Lewis. Yeah. The one and only George Lewis. Tell me about that painting. As soon as I could get away, graduated high school from that, I went to New Orleans. I had already met George Lewis backstage at the Shrine Auditorium, so he knew me when I got there. I think it was my second trip that I painted his portrait. Uh, I had no business doing it, but I didn't even bring a six-pack of beer or anything. I just went over to his house and took up his time painting his portrait and then took the portrait and all my stinky paint and everything out of there. And um, I never rewarded him, really. feel badly about that, but uh, he was real gracious about it. And I painted uh, several of his side men under the same circumstances in the following days. Jim Robinson, Joe Watkins, Papa Joe, outside Papa Joe, his bass player. Anybody that looks at your paintings, they can tell how much you like the New Orleans jazz. Who are some of your favorites? Of course, George Lewis and that group. Bunk Johnson, great trumpet player. All the uh, really famous ones. Sidney Bechet, Joe Oliver, King Oliver, uh, Louis Armstrong. There's an awful lot of them. But it's the character of the music that I like more than any particular soloist. It's the uh, polyphonic, complicated music. It was something new, really new. How do you pick the subjects for your paintings? The, the first paintings that I ever saw of yours were like tropical landscapes and then i started looking at more and then i saw a lot of the new orleans jazz scenes sort of uh indicates your values i love beach and sunshine palm trees on the horizon and those pastel phony spanish stucco houses in los angeles I love all that stuff and i also love the music and the musicians who played it so it's really not much of a mystery why i paint both of those things this can be a hard question for artists, whether they're crafting songs or paintings or writing books. Could you pick a favorite of what you have created? Usually it's the one I'm working on. <laughs> like that uh, Zambalanga right there. That's my current favorite. I, 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 when it's finished, if it comes up to my expectations, well, it'll be my favorite, yeah. But if it doesn't, well, then it'll be the next one after that. 
certainly with some of your ocean prints or your ocean artwork that you've done, I'm sure you've gotten tired of answering the question of whether you're related to Jimmy Buffett. But you're actually related to a, a past guest of ours, uh, an unforgettable woman, Miss Doris Buffett. And I noticed that around your house you have lots of uh, Warren Buffett books. I like her a lot, and uh, she's his older sister, his big sister, and uh, all the books about him include her, and I don't know, he's, I'm not very much interested in finance, but uh, I like the wit. And uh, Have you met Warren? No, I had a chance. Uh, there was a surprise birthday party for Doris, and I was invited to it. I had the flu, and I didn't, couldn't travel. It was a long trip, and I didn't make it, so I haven't met him yet. I'm invited to the stockholders' meetings every May, I think it is, but uh, that's in Omaha, and uh, just haven't taken the time. It's my own fault. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting story that you were telling us about how you got in touch with Doris Buffett. Yeah. Well, she wrote a letter to every Buffett in the country because she was gathering information for a book on uh, on the Buffett family and looking into the genealogy, and uh, I that she included a stamped envelope, which was fortunate, and I answered it and thought nothing of it, but evidently um, not many Buffets answered. I was one of the few. She called, and we just got to be friends on the phone, and then she came to Nashville here, and we hit it right off. And I even got to ride in her uh, airplane here. <laughs> Working our way back to, to your, your, your paintings... When somebody is looking at your paintings or when they buy one of your paintings, what is it that you hope the viewer gets out of the experience? Oh, usually they they do. It, they feel the sunshine or the breeze and the uh, fresh air and the salt, o o salty ocean air and all that, and uh, or else they hear the music and they can they can empathize with the dancers and uh, they feel the beat and the the joy of the whole thing. I usually like. Pictures that um, show people having a good time, and uh, I don't care about the other stuff. When you're not painting, what do you like to do with your spare time, should you have any? <laughs> it's just painting. I dream up new paintings when I'm not painting. <laughs> it's my whole uh, existence. That's pretty much it. When I go on a trip, I just go to a museum. Uh, I don't care about the, meeting the people and all the history, and I, not as much as the paintings, anyway. Paintings survive empires, you know. Showing us earlier, and uh, remember, Buffett has two T's, not one. That's Buffet. Tell us about the, the, the new medium that you have. It's, it's... Well, um, I, I sure will. I, I participated in an exhibit put on by a private school, a private elementary high school here in Nashville, Oh, I sold a few paintings, but the woman across the aisle from me sold everything she had. It was paintings on boxes, you know. You don't have to frame it. You just take it home and hang it up. And uh, they had a high-gloss varnish on them. You didn't have to glass it. It was permanent. I liked the idea. And uh, I'd seen them before, but but I didn't realize how, uh, how saleable they were. So I have fixed up my own series of paintings on uh, they're silk screened onto a wooden box and then coated with varnish and uh they're on my 
website. No middleman this time. One of the things is it talks about on your website is in the past, you actually visited 36 states in America and several places around the world. Tell us about the most exciting place you've ever been to. Paris. 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 I felt like, uh, as a lot of artists have, I'm sure, in the past, uh, you just feel at home there. I don't know. There's something about it. It's Don't ask me what it is. I don't know. I got there by airplane and landed outside of Paris, and then I got on a bus and went to some remote uh, outlying subway station or metro station. And so my first exposure to Paris was popping up out of a, yeah. out of the underground right in the middle of it. And I immediately felt uh, at home. But, you know, it's just one place. I feel pretty at home in Greece, too. But Greece? <laughs> yeah. What is it about Greece? It's a lot like Southern California. Maybe that's why. I don't know. And the, uh, the classical art, uh, the proportions, I love it. Much better than uh, everything that followed it. Trying to be grander. I have two final questions for you. First of all, what is your all-time favorite meal? Meal, you say? Yes. Ooh, boy, red beans and rice, I guess you'd have to say. That I can have a lot of that. <clears throat> yeah. Other things might be a little fancier and even better tasting, but uh, you can't eat it all the time. But red beans and rice, you can eat that all the time. You have a New Orleans heart. <laughs> My last question, this broadcast goes out to over 40 nations around the world. Hmm. What would you like to say to all the people that are listening? Well, I speak a language, uh, I mean, I work a, in a language that doesn't cross as barriers, you know, and um, uh, take a look at it, and you can be any nationality uh, there is, and still grab it. That's all that occurs to me at the moment. Very well spoken. Well, Mr. Buffett, thank you very, very much for taking the time to talk to me and writing us to take a look at your artwork. Yeah, it was fun. It, it was fun. Thank you very much. You bet. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, the entertainer. Written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour. <laughs> <laughs>